0: Once again to a came from the radio, the official of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking with me via virtual distancing. We have none other than the life of Jenner hello. We have our very own Pronto Comics, very own Dominic Definition Man DSS.
2: I still don't remember what DSS stands for. But hello, out either. there in radio
0: land. <laughs> we have our senior yeah. correspondent, Charlie Saladino. Hello, fun seekers. <laughs> on this week's show we're going to have a jay bird and lee segment we have a new bookworm batson segment we have dominic with his comic pick of the week and i have an interview with um el gato negro creator uh richard dominguez cool so before we do any of that we have to take it away with the news it's more than time The news is brought to you in part by the fine folks of sci-fi.radio. That's sci-fi for your Wi-Fi as well as the fine folks of The CradleCon, which is having their first annual in-person pop shop on July 17th and 18th at The Cradle of Aviation in Long Island, New York. It's a one-stop shop for all things comics, toys, collectibles, and pop culture. Tickets are on sale right now at www.cradleofaviation.org, not com, not net, dot org. And also, the show is brought to you in part by the fine folks of The Big Apple Con, of which we are the official radio show of, celebrating over 25 years, of complexness and pop culture stuff. More information, go to www.bigapplecc.com. Their next convention is going to be on July 17th. That day sounds familiar, uh, which is their Big Apple Silver Anniversary Prequel. Expo. It's their new date with headliner Rob Liefeld. So tickets are on sale now. Make sure you, go, make sure you guys go there as well. And I want to give our shout outs for our Patreons, of which there are Danny Grillo, award winning director Jared Burrell, Kyle Horn, Millie Portes, Musa Famous, Dresden Media, Unjigun, Shadow Rabbit Art, The Hurricane, and Yasin Ray. If you want to have your own shout out? Go to www.patreon.com, look up a King Fernando in the search bar, and just for $8, you get a shout out on our show. <gasps> Oh, all right. <laughs> let's take it away with the news.
2: Wait, before we do that, does anyone want to take bets on something going wrong with Rob Liefeld?
0: Um, he, he, you actually I have to say every time he's supposed to show up someplace, he does, as okay. opposed to his work ethic. That's a whole, that's a whole other thing, but he does show up. So, yes. All right. Um, all right. Let's see. Starting with the sad news, sad news. Actor, a short sad news, actually, there's only two bits. Uh, oh, wow. Actor and director Frank Bonner died recently from Louis body dementia, uh, while Frank yeah. was perhaps best known for his role of Herb on 88 episodes of the series WKRP in Cincinnati, which ran from 1978 to 1982, as well as reprising his role for 45 additional episodes of the new WKRP in Cincinnati, which ran from 1991 to 1993, Frank also appeared in such TV shows slash movies as Equinox, The Hoax, La- Las Vegas Lady, Sex and a Single Parent, The Facts of Life, Goes to Paris, uh, No Man's Land, The Long Shot, Sidekicks, uh, I love that TV series, You Can't Hurry Love, Just the Ten of Us, Saved by the Bella New Class, The Colony, Shut Up and Kiss Me, and Under the Hollywood Sign, Just Name a Few. Huh. Uh, Charlie, were you a fan yeah. of uh, WKRP in Cincinnati? Oh, yes, I was. Do you remember
3: Herb from the show? No, no, I was a big fan, but I don't remember him. Of course I don't. <laughs> I
0: know yes. Jen didn't watch it, right? You didn't watch that show, right?
4: No, I was just thinking that just the 10 of us sounds like a very weird love triangle.
0: <laughs> it's not yeah. even a triangle. It's a it's a double hexagon, right?
4: Well, it depends yeah. how you situate things.
0: <laughs> depends where everybody's sitting. So. <laughs>
4: <laughs> There's usually triangles wherever you look.
0: <laughs> Dominic, did you watch uh WKRP Cincinnati?
2: Not not really. No. No, I'm looking up the gentleman now. Um, <sighs> it's uh it's it's a shame, like the, the Louis body dementia. Like it usually goes hand in hand with Parkinson's disease. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of um shocked that they don't than not mentioning that but it it can also have very similar uh either goes hand in hand with parkinson's or it can also like have very parkinson's like things it's a, it's the thing that um robin williams had
0: oh okay He
2: uh, he had parkinson's and he also got lewy body dementia and, and that's why he decided to to end his life because he couldn't stand living with the dementia anymore right so it's 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 very it's insidious it's very it's a very terrible disease
0: so Frank was a spry 79 years old. That's disgusting. Um, moving on for the last bit of sad news. Disgusting. Actor, writer, and director John Paragon died from a heart disease. While he actually died in early April, reports are only surfacing now of his death. Uh, John appeared in such movies slash TV shows as Cheech and Chong's next movie, Eating Raul, Airplane 2, the sequel, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, Echo Park, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, UHF, Double Trouble, Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, The Rich Man's Wife, Elvira's Haunted Hills, Red Riding Hood, Pee-wee's Big Holiday, and Silk Salkings, just to name a few. Of course, John was most famous for being Jombie, the genie, and the voice of Terry, the pterodactyl, on Pee-wee's Playhouse, a role which he reprised for the Pee-wee Herman show on Broadway in 2011. Uh, was a huge Wee herman fan I, I had no idea that it was the same guy who did the pterodactyl as a genie so i i know him very well and it's very sad to me personally that uh he passed away um were you guys any fans of Wee herman stuff
4: uh a little elvira oh honey i blew up the kid now honey i shrunk the kids the other titles but... so you
0: so you were all right
4: Wee. Or- you know i took things too seriously as a kid i just thought the people that acted dumb were actually dumb as a kid it really bothered me that when people acted dumb so dumb and dumber that it just i was like yeah they're so stupid I, I didn't get it
2: why can't these children's television shows be more serious
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> i was very serious as a kid what about you dominant P V fan i know uh
2: not a, not a huge P V fan no i'm not like no not 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 so much
3: all right charlie PV fan? Uh, No, I've never watched it. But those first uh, about five movies you mentioned, I've seen. So, and I don't know. I can't place this guy. He was in it.
0: <laughs> that's like I can say. He was in it. So he was a, a young 66 years old. Yeah. That, that's. Oh,
3: young. hey. That's equally as disgusting because that's how old I am. Mm.
0: um. So yeah. moving on. Uh, actually, since uh, Jenna was talking about Elvira. Uh, from the yeah. crossover comics department, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, is teaming up with the ghost of horror icon Vincent Price to help save off to help. I knew I was gonna say that wrong. To help stave off the apocalypse in Elvira Meets Vincent Price, issue number one, which is wow. described as <clears throat> the ghost of Vincent Price has a very important mission, and he needs Elvira's help if he's to accomplish it. The apocalypse is on its way, and it's going to be live-streamed for viewers to watch. A long-lost movie can save the world, but only Elvira and Vincent Price can find it in time. Bless you. Thank Chills, you. thrills, and terrible puns are promised to be abundant within. Um, oh Elvira meets uh, Vincent Price edition wonder, of one. It goes on sale in August of this year. I wonder if uh, Vincent's daughter is involved in this. I don't She's know but I know very Elvira is. Nice
3: very nice lady. I I interviewed her. We have an interview.
0: Yeah, that was the at show. the um, LI Geek, right? No, LI. Yeah, LI Geek. Yeah, that was in the uh that was in the barn at. Uh, oh no, that was the barn. So that, that was the, the barn. That
3: uh, that was an Elsie. Uh, that was LC the...
0: okay. That was the the uh, the Pana, the panamac. That, that was the, the that was the, the, Pana, the It was a weird name. I can never pronounce it. It started with a P. Oh, the the bizarre thing, the hard yes, bizarre yes, something. Yes, yes, that thing, yeah? yes. But we have yeah. it, so, yeah. that thing, yes. Oh, my God. We're going to be
2: asked back to look at anything because no one can <laughs> pronounce where the hell we went to.
0: But we know where we're going, and when we get there, we get the name right, and that's the important part. So long, yes. as, as,
2: long as we get it right on the actual episode, I suppose. Yes, exactly. That's the most important thing, kids.
0: Um. So moving along, from the real just, cases... Just real... wait, the,
2: the Elvira-Vincent Price thing, do you think there'll be a... a a cameo of Kermit the Frog as a vampire?
4: <laughs> what? I would love that.
2: Because that's my favorite like Vincent Price gif <laughs> that's that's on Facebook when Kermit just like bites Vincent right in the neck. That's how he died. Oh,
0: is, that, is, that, is that...
2: That's how it is. Kermit. Kermit. Special cause of death. Kermit wow. Kermit. Kermit the Frog. Oh,
0: that's anyway. I'm psyched. I'm psyched for that. Yeah, so I know you're a nervous. big Elvira fan, right?
4: I'm not a huge Elvira fan, but I do like the fact that she... Was smart enough, and and something told her to own her character because I'm big into characters, and I could I just can't imagine a studio owning my character. So I'm I'm very happy for her that she was able to have the rights for that, and it's a very cool story how she was able to do that. The, the place really didn't think they obviously were too stupid they didn't think it was going to blow up.
3: Eh, sometimes you, you know. Know. well, if you guys look behind me, you'll see my two autograph pictures from the lady. Oh.
0: Uh, I got oh. I this got one... Chris, Cassandra
3: <laughs> Peterson, and right below that I have Avira, Both signed oh. to me.
0: <laughs> This would be for anybody who's uh listening on the radio, because this is a radio show, to go onto our mm-hmm. YouTube page where we do the live show and our senior correspondent Charlie Stalin is on camera and you can check out the pictures there. Ha ha, look at me tie it all together. So oh, yeah. <laughs> now just to prove who also is listening, Google is listening because I've been Googling,
2: you know, we talk about the news <laughs> and I just like hit the goo. I didn't even put in Elvira. I just hit, I had John, uh, who was the last gentleman we were talking about?
0: Uh, John Paragon.
2: John Paragon. I, go, I click on the search bar, haven't even typed a thing. The name John Paragon is still there, and that goes, related searches, Cassandra Peterson. <laughs> so if you're, you in go. case you're really wondering <laughs> how much big tech listens <laughs> in.
1: Yeah.
2: I, I, I was like, oh, okay, because I just I wanted to that. happen to look that up. Wow! Isn't that
4: crazy? It happened to me. It's funny that you mentioned it because I just noticed this notices today that it, it popped up maybe a minute after mentioning it. That fast. Yes.
2: Yeah, it just it's amazing to me how quickly that comes up. It's also amazing to me that uh Elvira's really a redhead. Like yes. it just. Oh it's yeah. Like, wow. yes,
0: yes. Yeah. So um, it's
2: amazing how much like she's out of makeup. You could walk <laughs> by or never know it was El- Elvira.
3: This is true. So yeah. Amazing.
0: I, I've, wow. I've,
3: I've, yeah. Yeah. Pee-wee's big adventure. Nobody knew
0: she was the motorcycle chick. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So speaking of redheads, from the...
5: The people are real. The cases are real. The rulings are final. This is Judge Judy.
0: Department...
1: In a recent
0: interview, interview, Judge Judy, who has been on the air for 25 years, has announced that due to tensions with CBS, she is ending her daytime courtroom show. Judge Judy says, you disrespected my creation, and you were wrong. Not only in disrespecting my creation, but your gamble and what you put in its place. We had a nice marriage, and it's going to be a Bill and Melinda Gates divorce. Uh, this is in relation to not only CBS buying out her ownership of the Judge Judy reruns, we were just talking about owning your character, but also the handling of another courtroom show called Hot Bench, which she right. created back in 2014. It seems wow. that some CBS-owned stations, quote-unquote, in major markets, bumped Hot Bench to make room for the Drew Barrymore show. Um, of note, Judge Judy isn't retiring. She'll be working on a new show, Judy Justice, which is going to be on the IMDb TV. Uh, no date for its debut has been set. So yeah, we were she just talk- yeah, we were just talking about owning your character, and she- they bought out the rights from under her for the rerun, mm. Judge Judy. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah,
4: she went to my college, or went to the same college.
0: So. Yes. She-, she scares me. I
4: don't want to get on her bad side. <laughs>
2: She, See, she's you mean know, to the people she agrees with on that show. <laughs> like I just had, like I was getting an oil change, and they happen to have Judge Judy on. And like, you know, there's certain if you watch it enough. Hell, if you even watch it just like twice, you realize with her, don't speak unless spoken to, and never yeah. say more than you absolutely have to. Like answer her and and answer I whatever heard. she asks immediately, yeah. directly, and yeah. don't like don't be verbose, right? So right. I'm, I'm watching this show. And there's a guy and he's do, he's in a suit. He's got everything like he, she asked for a piece of paper. He has it immediately. He gives like precise like answers. He doesn't fool around. She's actually being as cordial as she could possibly be with for her personality. Uh-oh. Right. And at the end of it, he goes and, and she's she sides with him at the end. He's like, Can I just say one thing, Your Honor? And she's like, thank you. That's the only wow. thing you should be saying right now is thank you.
4: Wow. Like, it. Well, I'm going to do that well. to someone.
2: That's it. I was like, wow. <laughs> this, this guy is like giving you exactly what you asked for. He's not fooling around. He's not giving you like he's answering your question directly. He's, he's got pieces of paper every time.
0: The
3: dog doesn't even like that. See, there that you go. was, that was, wow. that was a recording of judge Judy answering <laughs> the guy back.
2: Yeah, seriously. Like, so yeah, oh my, I love that. Wow. She's like my creation. I'm pretty yeah. certain the people's court came up with this like 20 years before she did.
0: Well the People's this Court well, came along and then um her her husband took over for Judge Wapner. Right. And then um she Wapner, did her own then she did her own show. Right. And then um Judge uh Million took over for Judge Shylan, her husband, and then right. they went up against each other for a while. Right. But, they were
2: they were jumping back and forth. It's like I love that she's like all oh, up. Like there's no nothing original about the show that you were a part of.
0: But she is the character, as, as we've we've talked about many a times. And actually, uh, Jen was just saying about the characters for TV. Um, our very own Bookworm Batson, who we have a segment on this week's show, has actually Ooh. met her in person and said that she is the sweetest, nicest lady in person. So wow. it's just a character. Yeah, yeah. It's just a it's just an act. Oh really? <laughs> it's it's just,
1: just
4: an, an act. act. Great. Well, I mean,
0: yeah, you know, you want to watch her for yelling at people. You don't want to I didn't watch her know it was an kumbaya. I didn't, I didn't
4: know if it was or not. That's interesting.
0: So she said she was the sweetest, sweetest, kindest little old lady because she's really short. Yeah. So, okay. yeah, so there you go. Well, <laughs> well, uh, who, do you
4: humanity? Is, who do you think as, is nicer? As
0: Dominic,
3: go ahead.
2: Who do you think is nicer in person all outside of TV cameras? Her or Gordon Ramsay?
3: Oh.
0: Hi. Uh. Uh, I I don't have enough um, information on Gordon Ramsay to say it so, otherwise. You young whippersnappers <laughs> yes, um,
3: think that this is all new BS, and it is not because in the early sixties they had a program on, and even as a kid I used to watch it because they had a picture that they put up there before the show of a kid crying, and it was called Divorce Court. Wow. and uh it i used to watch it as a kid it was amazing then later on i found out that they were real cases of real divorce cases but they got actors and actresses <laughs> to play all the part and it really what? looked like a it really looked like a court and i thought that was the judge and oh my god <laughs> then later on i found out these were all cases and actors and uh, actresses just um re- you know they redid yeah, that's divorce her.
4: court for real?
3: Yeah for so, wow. so everybody who thinks all these court things were like when Wapna came and was like innovative, no wow. this wasn't the first like the first
0: reality show. Well, first yeah. reality show can a camera. I will. Uh, I will pull the curtain back more on this since we only have a few minutes left. Um, oh, yeah. I was on a judge show, and really? they and they tell you what to say. Yeah, <laughs> wow. it's all scripted. Yeah, it. it, it you know, it, it, the case was a real case, but they said, you know, they 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 prompted you what to say. They told you how to move. It was very. It was very. Uh, disingenuous. Mm. I have to say. Yeah.
2: As I understand, it's usually like they got five thousand dollars per case, and that's why like everything is broken down into a certain thing. And like if you say say I am suing you, Mark, and I am suing you for uh, thirty five hundred mm-hmm. dollars, and I and they agree with me, I get thirty five hundred, you get fifteen hundred.
0: Um, well, that's it depends. Told, it, de- anyway. it depends which uh, show you go to, but. Right at least regardless
2: that's what i hear they do regardless and fly of, you out
0: yeah so you thing. get all expense paid trip to go to wherever they they film the the, the show and right. let's say i'm the one suing you right if i sue you and we both agree to go on the show right we get, a, we get paid to appear and right. if i win meaning that let's say you know you're supposed to give me the money you don't have to give me the money the show gives me the money
4: right wow
3: Oh wait! So it's like the
2: best thing ever.
0: Yeah, I want to <laughs> go. Which, Let's which, do which it. was
3: which that's was part of the reason. You yeah, just that's answering my question. That
0: is that is the behind the scenes. That that's why I, I was that saying was, one one nimnod Would want to be berated. Just, and yeah, yeah so if I owe somebody, you uh, know, my
3: question,
0: if I owe somebody twenty uh uh two hundred dollars or five hundred dollars, right, and I get to go on the show, I get all expense paid trip. I get to be on TV and I don't have to pay the $500. Why wouldn't I go? Right. Right. Hey, so, Dominic,
3: Dominic, yeah. this is for you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah. you. That
0: was my answer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are uh, almost out of time. So final thoughts. Oh, uh, oh Jen, you want to go first with your final thought?
4: Um, be authentic and you'll attract authentic people. Ooh.
2: Dominic, final thought? Uh, if anyone's interested in getting sued by me and going on a show, please <laughs> yes, let me know. I, am. <laughs> I could use uh, an all-expenses-paid trip as well right as here. some money in my pocket. So there you right go. Hey, Dominic,
3: let's sue each other. Let's yeah. do it. Let's well, do now it's dude.
2: recorded on the let's air. Let's sue no, each other. Do,
3: now. <laughs> yeah.
0: do you think they would
2: care? I don't think they care. Um, uh,
0: it's, it's funny, funny enough. So my final thought would be this. It's funny enough that there was a controversy on Judge Judy that there was uh, a one case that was fabricated, but they let it go because they didn't care. (laughs) Really? Yeah. So there you have it. So with that, we're going to take our break and we'll be right back. Thank God. I don't have a final thought. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. Charlie. Mm -hmm. Go ahead. (laughs) No, I don't have one. Just be
5: nice to
0: everybody. That's all. I got distracted. So (laughs) take a break. We'll be right back when we came from the radio.
4: Hi, you've heard my voice open and close the show. Now we want to hear your voice. If you have a business or product, you can record a commercial here. We offer 30 and 60 second spots. For more information, contact Mark at MFC underscore studios at hotmail.com.
5: During the month of June, get ready for Sinister War, Infinite Frontier, and Extreme Carnage at Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin. And join our membership program where you can save 10% on every purchase. The Walton Island is coming this July through August. Come to the store for more details. Cosmic Comics and Games is open Wednesday from noon to 8, Thursday from 2 to 7, Saturday and Sunday from noon to 5. That's Cosmic Comics and Games of Baldwin, located at 846 Merritt Road in beautiful Baldwin, New York. Call us at 516-763-1133. Thank you and stay safe. <laughs> hey kids, this is CJ Ramon of the world famous Ramones and you're listening to It Came From The Radio.
1: <laughs> my internet processor is linked to sci-fi.radio. It's sci-fi for my Wi-Fi. The more I listen, the more I learn.
5: Sword of Omens, come to my hand. I, Lionel, command it. Hi, everybody. This is Larry Kenny, the voice of Lion-O on Thundercats. And you're listening to It Came From The Radio.
4: Now, back to our show.
1: This is Bookworm Batson on It Came From The Radio. Today's comic is Oscar Martin's Solo, The Survivors of Chaos 2 by Titan Comics. In this post-apocalyptic world, the main character is a rat by the name of Solo. Having not read part one, There was some time needed to catch up on the story, but it didn't take away from my understanding or developing a connection with the characters. Solo is not a relative of Ratatouille or Faisal or Mickey Mouse. When you think of Solo, he's more like Wesley Snipes' Blade as a rat. He is a dang good warrior fighter, and you get some great backstory when he reunites with his father in this comic. His relationship with Lyra, which is his girlfriend, is tested with the introduction of her best friend who happens to be a guy. And this comic has some mystery here. Um, The quote unquote monkeys have captured Alba, another rat, and are targeting female rats for their farm project. Think breeding program, slash feeding program, you know, it gives a whole new meaning, you know, from the cradle to the table, you know. This comic has me really curious to see where the rest of this story goes. Um, there's some really deep relationship thoughts here, uh, be they familial, ethical, or romantic. The artwork, too, it, it's very compelling. It's very gritty, This comic was easy to read, but also thought provoking. When you read it the first time, it's quick and easy, adventure, action, a little bit of romance. But when you read it the second time, there are certain nuances in there when it comes to ideology on ethics, ideology on relationships that take on a whole new meaning. Um, There's adventure, there's romance, there's angst, there's fighting. You have a tough, gritty, post-societal tale with heart. Um, If you haven't read book one, like I haven't, be prepared for black cat assassins, you know, cannibalistic monsters. And the artwork in here places you in the heart of the story. I mean there were some artwork here where I practically felt the heat and the desolation of some of the landscape. I would encourage you to read this. And I know I personally am eagerly awaiting the continuation of this comic. This comic gets four squeaks from me. Not because this is a cute little mouse, but because I didn't have swords to clash. So it gets a squeak, 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 squeak. This is a darn good comic. I would suggest you go out and get it. If you want your book to be reviewed, send it to Bookworm Batson, care of, it came from the radio. Post Office Box 134, Rosedale, New York, 11422.
0: Hi, this is Sherilyn Fenn, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio. Looking to sell your entire comic collection? Have that one key issue you're trying to unload? Well, look no further than Royal Collectibles, your friendly neighborhood comic book shop. Buying and selling comics, toys, and merchandise with experience in the industry for over 30 years. From golden age comics all the way up to the present, they want to buy your stuff. Reach out to them online at www.royalcollectiblesonline.com or give them a call at 718-793-0542. That's Royal Collectibles in Forest Hills, Queens, New York. This is Carrie Steller from In the Girls' Corner, and you're listening to It Came From
3: the Radio. Now,
0: back to our show.
6: Hey, this is Jay Bird and Lee, and we're here to talk about movies, music, TV, and what's going on in our part of the world. Today, we're going to talk about something that happened recently, my graduation.
7: Graduation. Awesome. <laughs> I'm very proud of you, just so you know. And so is your mother. Okay. I had to throw that in there. Okay. So, how's it been? So, you had middle school. Yeah. Right? Two years. Seventh that and eighth.
6: basically felt like not even one.
7: Well, you had the COVID within the two years, Yeah, right? so
6: the, it didn't feel like...
7: So, you lived through the pandemic with a two-year basic thing, right? Because your first year, you're seventh grade. Yeah. And...
6: In the second year, eighth grade.
7: Right, but... March, so how? I guess we were halfway in before we were like shutdown.
6: Half, like a third of the way in,
7: Mm-hmm.
6: and then it just went not today, right?
7: <laughs> and then you went hybrid, right? yeah.
6: Well, actually, we went all remote.
7: Well, yeah, you were all remote, grade. right? Seventh grade all remote, eighth mm-hmm. grade hybrid. Yeah. Some would say, especially in my side of the family, that you probably missed the 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 most. Awkward two years Of going to school Okay
6: Or I just missed the uh, Best parts The best while <laughs> did mean, not the best part The worst part of Education The worst
7: part of education But maybe the best part Of your life I think high school People talk about That's the best part
6: Yeah people say High school is like The best part Education but, wise Like out of elementary Middle and
7: Yeah I just don't know How many people loved Going through 7th And 8th grade
6: I don't think I've met Anyone who genuinely Likes it like, even my teachers say, what? You're lucky that you missed that on the two years. Or, like, you guys basically missed the most awkward part of your life.
7: Well, that's the whole thing. You're still growing. You're, you're not, you're elementary, you just finished elementary school. You're, you're in this weird zone of life. And then you become people, like real people in high school, you know? <laughs> I and I know some well. schools, middle school starts at 6th grade, but in our district it starts at 7th. Seventh,
6: seventh. Which is a little bit, uh... So basically we have just two years of uh, middle school and then four of high school.
7: <laughs> well, everybody's got four yeah, of high well, school. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Instead of three of middle schools. Yeah, so but how some do you...
6: people have, like, schools that are K through 12.
7: That's true, I guess, but that's how not like, around here.
6: How do people, like... Handle a K through 12 school?
7: Well, I think it's different wings of the school. It must are.
6: be like huge school then. Yeah, right? the school is probably
7: pretty big. I think it's like, you know, K to six is or K to five is on one side of the school and then they kind of like six gradually to move eight over. Is or six one. to nine. I don't know, you know? Yeah. Depends on the part of the state you're living in or what state you're living in because it's just, or they how.
6: Do they have them in New York?
7: Yeah, I think they do, but I think upstate. So But like far upstate I think I think I could be wrong You know (laughs) But you know I know around our area There isn't There really isn't So You know Do you feel like uh, You made it through?
6: Um No (laughs) No? It does not feel real I even graduated And it didn't feel like I graduated
7: Do you wish you went In school full time?
6: No Oh
7: okay (laughs) Because you would have had to wear a mask every day.
6: Yeah. Yeah. A, yeah. Uh, also, I had, like, none of my friends in my classes, so it would have just... Also, the barriers every day, not having a locker. Right. It wasn't worth it.
7: All right. Okay, so you felt it wasn't worth it. But you also, I guess the thing is, you have friends online now that you didn't have before, right? Like,
6: Like people that didn't go into school. Yeah.
7: Yeah, right? So, like, you have a new friend zone kind of thing, right?
6: Yeah, that I, like got closer to you because <laughs> no one was going full <laughs> in school.
7: Alright. So, you know, school's basically out for summer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. I
6: can't believe it's summer already. So all did you like basically. walking
7: across the um, the stage to get your diploma, your moving up diploma?
6: It was alright.
7: <laughs> Come on, was it fun at least? Did you feel like you had a good time? You couldn't believe It, it felt
6: like a practice round.
7: Practice round. It
6: felt like a practice round. It didn't feel like it was the real thing.
7: When's the real thing gonna happen?
6: Probably in like in my mind, never then.
7: <laughs> never. You, I mean, you just finished middle school. You yeah, got I know.
6: It doesn't. High feel like school that.
7: and college, I guess, are the next two. Yeah. It All does right. Not feel real. So it feels
6: like I'm gonna go back to school tomorrow.
7: Well, technically, you're still in finals.
6: Yeah, you know, but so. like school, school, like yeah. with the schedule and everything.
7: Well, I guess that's true. Yeah. Anyway, you graduated. Congratulations. You made it. You happy?
6: (laughs) Yeah.
7: (laughs) Okay. Well, I know you were happy with the dinner we went out for.
6: Oh, yeah. That was fun. All right. Stay safe, stay healthy, and stay connected. Hi, this
4: is Amy Jo Johnson, writer-director from the film The Space Between, and you're listening to It Came
5: From The Radio.
8: Ghoulies, this is Demon Boy, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio.
0: <laughs> now, back to our show. And welcome back to It Came From The Radio, the official show of the Big Apple Con. This is your host, Mark Torres, speaking. I'm here with virtually distancing, of course, with the super cool um, artist, writer, and creator of El Gato Negro, uh, Richard Dominguez.
8: Hey, how you doing?
0: Um. I am doing quite well. I am glad to have you on the show. Um, it's actually kind of cool that you reached out to me. We have have a connection somehow, for over what ten years has been. Oh, really? That long, huh? Yeah, I mean, because I know that I saw I originally saw your work on the War of Independence trading card series that I have right here in my hand, oh, and super. I have your trading card, which is number nine.
8: Number nine, yes.
0: Of your, of your character. And I'm reading the back. It says, driven by the murder of best friends at the hands of drug smugglers, Francesco Guerrero uh, wages a vigilante war on crime as a nocturnal warrior called El Gato Negro. Yes. Yes, so, yes. where did that come from? How did you decide to be a comic book creator and make your own property? Way back when? In 2010. Way
8: back. Okay, I'll go way back uh, when uh, God was a teenager. Uh, <laughs> so. But uh, no, it was uh, like in the late 60s, I grew up in the streets of West Dallas uh, there. My uncles were, uh, were the ones that were real comic book collectors at that time. Uh, and uh, every time that my parents would, you know, go out, you know, somewhere, they would leave us there. We were little kids on my grandmother's uh, house in, uh, in West Dallas, and then she had her teenage kids there were, were my uncles they would every time they would go out we would like invade their their room which had <laughs> a cardboard box of of comic books and back then they, they had their 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 fantastic four spider-man you know uh drawn by steve ditko and fantastic four by jack kirby and then uh, they had their dc they were into war comics so they had a uh, star-spangled war stories there and um uh, and of course, they're the Batman and Superman, and I would just get them and spread them all over the, the their bed, and just look at it, you know, just looking at oh, the amazing art and everything. And then one day I got busted, and my uncle say, "Hey, what are you doing there? There you peek squeak," and, and uh, <laughs> they would kick me out of their room, and the, my grandmother would get after them saying, "This is your sister's kid. Don't hit them," you know. So, <laughs> and i said at least give them one comic book so they gave me one without a cover which was a start and thus began my love for comic books and they said you like comic books we'll take you where we buy them so they would take me to you know a neighborhood drugstore where they had like a squeaky spinner rack and i would see this plethora of of books was drawn by those that have great imaginations and and uh, and I wanted to be a comic book artist, and and I you know as I grew older, I I wanted to knock on the doors of both DC and Marvel, which both of them closed the doors on me and had so many so many uh, rejection letters. And I wish I could have kept those rejection letters. <laughs> so at, at that time, so I said, hey, uh, and here we are entering the eighties, and then I discovered. Uh, the the ninja turtles you know at that time and uh and if they can do their own independent comic book you know comics you know um maybe i can you know but you know as 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 growing up you 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 read your your superman your batman spider-man captain america hulk and there was never any any latino heroes that that I could relate to, you know, I mean, of course, you know, the both companies came up with, you know, their Latin, uh, superheroes, but they kind of lacked the ump. They, you know, captured the true essence of the culture of the backgrounds and everything. So I kind of like kind of blend in American comic book superhero along with my Latino-Mexican-American culture blended in together and whipped it up just right and spiced it with the great seasoning and came up with El Gato Negro, and, oh. uh, which debuted in October
0: 1993. Wow. That's even that's even longer than I am aware of it. See, look at that. That's that's super old-school self-publishing.
8: Yes, yes. And it was done in black and white, and I was probably one of the, the – only if not few comic book artists that did coloring well it, it came out in black and white but using zippetone shading was my way of coloring a black and white uh comic book and it's a it's a rare art form uh pretty much forgotten and they don't make zippetone shading anymore
0: So yes i remember when it was i remember when it was huge 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 and I was like, "This is one of the best um, transitional black and white things you can have in your comic book," and then it just vanished because the digital yes. took over. It's so weird. Yes,
8: it is. It, it really did. And I and I uh, and before computers and fonts, I hand lettered all of the dialogue wow. on on all of the all of my books on on there and uh, and trying to mimic the style of you know the. The, comic, the typical comic book font. Uh, but it was, you know, really painstaking, but totally worth it in the long
0: run. So all these years later, now everything is super easy, I would imagine. Or are, oh, are you yes. still doing it old school?
8: Well, in a way, I, I, I'm still, you know, have that lingering of old school, but I kind of enhance it with some uh, the, of the art of Photoshop, Thank goodness for that. You know, it's it's like having a second artist with you to to work on some of the stuff, you know, like you do the pencils and inks and then, okay, we'll, well hire him, to do the coloring, which is, you know, I do the coloring myself um, or, you know, the black and whites. And then when El Gato Negro first came out, um, they were, I only did a limited run on each one, you know, you know, with finances permitting. Uh, I did the first issue at 5,000 copies
0: wow. and
8: they were, they were sold out within a month yeah, on there. And I was told by a local uh, retailer there that he said it sold faster than any X-Men title that I knew. I said, well, that was a compliment in itself there. And, um, and then, uh, so I did like a 5,000 limited run at each issues, which they all mm-hmm. sold out really, really quick up to four issues until you know as we were entering during the time it was the 90s and uh, the comic book industry was in turmoil and with the uh, the distributors being bought out by the major two uh, it really didn't leave anything for us the little guys the indies and some of the indies that i know peers that i knew win Billy up before their first issue ever hit the stands. Wow. And, and so what I did was I just kind of folded my arms, sit back, and waited for the, all the dust to settle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so, what kept what I'm sorry, uh, what kept Gato Negro alive was the 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 internet and recent uh, guests at the conventions. Is when I sold it, you know, from there out of my boxes there you know so it it survived all those years there and it's resurfacing again
0: so now all these years later what can you say would be the biggest difference or newest challenge because you always have challenges when you're self-publishing so what's the biggest difference and the newest challenge you would find as to doing a self-published comic book now as opposed to back then in the 90s
8: well, I think the biggest challenge is that's how some of the people have advanced on how they do their comics now. You know, it's you know everybody's going high tech, and then everybody's doing theirs on screen. And I seem to be like more of an old school, like you mentioned. Uh, I like to still draw it by hand, <laughs> and, and what's what's a more reliable thing than you know your own talent uh, hmm. up there on on the boards and everything with the help of, of the of the computers there and and how they do now is uh, print on demand and uh, and of course you know other big companies that they would do it for you you know on the printing on the printing aspects of it there too
0: so where can people find more about the book where can people buy the book and find out more about you as well
8: well, uh, they can find out through, through Facebook. I've got a few, a few uh, uh, I guess, sites there on, on Facebook. that has uh, El Gato Negro Nocturnal Warrior. And they also have the online store, which I'm going to uh, revamp here pretty soon, uh, which is uh, Store Envy, uh, aztecaproductions.storeenvy.com is where they can find it with the new uh, apparel that I have for the El Gato Negro t-shirts. And also, uh, uh, I'd like to add this, uh, I just recently uh, relaunched uh, the reprints of all the books that I've done through El Gato Negro called the El Gato Negro Nocturnal Warrior Collection uh, in uh, subtitled The Beginning. uh, Only because uh, that, as you know, Uh, MGM uh, acquired the rights to uh, My Character and it's going to be done pretty soon in a TV series uh, through Apple TV.
0: That's awesome. And
8: and, uh, this was a prize. This was back in 2018 when uh, the uh, director, filmmaker Joel Novia, who directed uh, several episodes of Arrow, um he also did the debut of uh of Deathstroke in that in that series was a big fan of of the book wow. and, uh, and he said oh I've been a big fan since I was 13 I said oh don't tell me your age <laughs> 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 and now he's in his 30s and he said that he's always wanted to do something with it and then uh MGM gave me a call and said that they wanted to uh do a TV series, so I got kind of Joel and MGM together uh, to uh, to talk about the the deal, and then somehow once we got it on stone, Robert Rodriguez wanted in on the action and uh, wanted to uh, direct the pilot. Uh-huh. So, uh, and then uh, actor uh, Diego Boneta, who is uh, you've seen him in in. Mean Girls Two and the recently uh, finished the second season of uh, Luis Miguel for Netflix Spanish uh, TV is going to play the lead role uh, for the for the TV series.
0: That is super awesome. Yeah, and one of the things I want to I want to put a focus on is that when you said that there was no um, heritage uh, characters. That you decided to bring your own um, background into the characters because there's mostly a white-driven uh, narrative. Correct. Do you go out of your way to make it more normal, or do you go out of your way to make it a spotlight on the Mexican heritage? Because the, well, it could go both ways. So what's the, well, I,
8: I try to I try to uh, intermix a little bit of everything in there. Like for instance, you can it could be a scene to where his grandfather who was who was the original El Gato Negro, a Mexican mass luchador turned adventurer back in the 60s and 70s and retired and, and hand down the mantle to his grandson, who is the present El Gato Negro. And he was he's going to be like the Alfred to the El Gato Negro Batman there. So he kind of advised him of what he should do as a hero. And in, in growing up, you know, in a in a Hispanic culture you do all your, your negotiation or <clears throat> problem speaking and, and talk about life in the kitchen table, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and uh, well, that's the way I grew up in. And, and, and they would do that and they would discuss something over a l- little piece of panduce, which is sweet bread and hot chocolate. <laughs> uh, and, and they would discuss things while they're, while they're uh, eating that, you know? So and, and it's trying to bring you the you know, ah, it it hits more home. And I, I, I used to receive um when El Gato Negro number one and two came out, I used to receive letters about how it touches home when they picked up the book and and read that. You know, they said it felt like they could be my neighbors. You <laughs> know,
0: so so we are almost out of time. Actually, we have less than a minute to go. So, do you have any final thoughts you want to share with the listeners?
8: Oh, that uh, and I hope to uh, gain a new generation of El Gato Negro fans out there and, and be out to, and look for the book on Amazon.com.
0: So, my final thought is this it was a pleasure meeting you. I, once again, I thank you for reaching out to me. And it's really cool to put a, a voice to the, to the character after all these years. Super. Thank you. So, with that, we're going to take our break and we'll be right back with the Came from the Radio.
6: Okay.
1: Hey, this is Brimstone, and you're listening to my boys on It Came From The Radio. If
5: you had any honor, you would listen to Sci-Fi.Radio, the sci-fi for your Wi-Fi. Kapla!
2: I'm Nathan Booth from Ben and Apple TV, and you're listening to It Came From The Radio.
3: Hello friends, this is Ranger Rob and I'd like to talk to you about dog poop. That's right, dog poop. I invented Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, a very large bag with handles. My bags support large and small dogs and smell like lemon. They are strong and affordable. You can find Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags at Amazon. They come in sheets or in rolls and come with a dispenser. Once you try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags, you'll never want to go back. So come join us. Go to Amazon and try Ranger Rob Pet Poopy Bags today.
4: Now, back to our show. Hi, everyone. This is Pronto Comics'
2: own Dominic Sperano, and it is once again time for my comic book pick of the week. So it's no secret that I like Disney Plus shows, I I watch Disney Plus shows, I have Disney Plus, and that I've made Disney Plus shows pick of the week in the past, particularly when it comes to Star Wars. And for the most part, I usually try not to go to the big mainstream stuff, even though Star Wars is, uh, in terms of picks of the week. I haven't really made one of the Marvel uh, TV shows coming out on Disney Plus pick of the week, even though I thought WandaVision was really great in terms of. Um, going through the the history of sitcoms, and I really enjoyed watching the Falcon and the Winter Soldier uh, in terms of its like spy scope world thing. I felt each one, especially the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, um, really captured that feel of the Captain America movies. This week's Big week, though, has to be Loki. Just has to be Loki. Um, even though it's not an independent thing, I mean, it's own. It's coming out. It's Marvel coming out through Disney, but if you like the Marvel movies, this to me is the one that feels the most like an Avengers Marvel Cinematic Universe TV show that they put out thus far. Um, and what's really amazing to me about watching and having just watched the first episode is Tom Hiddleston and. Just when you didn't think you were going to get more out of his Loki character, he gives you more from that Loki character. He digs deeper for that character and brings you deeper inside of that character a bit that plus is just his elocution and his, his dictation of words and his the way he delivers it it's just amazing um. It's it's just, it's going to be, I, if it stays like this first episode, I think you're going to want to watch it. You probably already have watched it. Uh, but if not, if you're kind of on the fence about these shows, or if you don't know if it's going to live up, I think Loki is going to be an amazing show to watch. And I really recommend it as the pick of the week. Um, it just, it's, it really, is, I feel it's going to seamlessly fit into the Marvel Cinematic Universe uh, Avengers Overall storyline of things, and I think it's going to be really fascinating. It's also one of those shows, like all Marvel shows, where you just want to pay attention and almost Google every single thing that you see in the scene because you know it's rich, and you know that the people behind the show have done so much research, and nothing is there just by happenstance. Like everything is heavily designed. So that's the pick of the week: Loki on Disney Plus. Um, in fact, pretty much all the Marvel. TV shows all, all on Austin. They're good. It, it's a valid pick of the week, in my opinion. You're going to enjoy them, so check them out. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's pick. Please remember, you can go and check out my own personal webcomic at Fishysarcasm.com. You can come a Patreon, Of the comic, it's only $1 a month. It's the least expensive Patreon out there, I promise you that. Also, please go and check out ProntoComics.com. We have plenty of comics for download. And always remember...
5: Logic clearly dictates that the needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one.
2: So be safe and be healthy. Take care. ¶¶
5: Me Grimlock having fun on It Came From The Radio. Me Greg Berger also.
4: Hello, radio listeners. What are you thinking? We want to hear from you. What's working for you? What things would you like to hear more about? Write us your thoughts.
0: Or you can buy us a pizza. Just go to our website, www.itcamefromradio.com, and click on the Buy Us a Pizza link. Leave your comment there.
4: And we'll read them on video.
3: This is Michael Bell, the voice of Duke from G.I. Joe, and I am here at Cradlecom, and I am with It Came from the radio.
4: Hey, guys, this is Christy from Custom Cakes by Christy. I want you to know that I'm here for you. I'm keeping my private kitchen open for any needs your family may have. I've been focusing on breads, soups, muffins, quiches, and other basics, but I'm still accepting dessert orders as well. Please follow my Facebook for immediate pickup items. Private message me for custom orders. Custom Cakes by Christy, I-N-C, K-R-I-S-T-Y. Text me at 631-606-8166.
0: Now, back to our show. So that about does it for this week on The Came From the Radio. Join us right here any week on this radio station. If you miss any part of the show, tough, go to our website, www.camefromtheradio.com. Listen to archives we up in a week or so. Check us out on such places such as goodtalkradio.com, btdradio.com, indievolt.com, sci-fi.radio, or our social media pages such as Facebook, Instagram, Twitter,
4: and always follow the cost-benefit ratio. If the benefits outweigh the costs, do it. If the costs outweigh the benefits, don't do it. Or
2: just Google It Came From the Radio. And we'll
0: see you next week.